Good morning, everyone. So uh, I did this announcement last week, but we're going to do this announcement two weeks in a row. We had an awesome vacation Bible school. Just in case you missed last week, the presentation and all the singing they did, they did absolutely awesome. We need to give it up for Catherine and all the volunteers. I think people that work at Vacation Bible School are the bravest people uh, in Gadsden, so we need to thank them a lot. So uh, I hear that the children are actually, this Wednesday, Catherine's taking them outside in the green space, and they're going to be making tie-dye uh, shirts, tie-dye blankets, tie-dye socks, whatever they bring. So if you have a child, send them with something that's all white, whether it's a shirt, a blanket, anything, right? Anything goes, and they're not going to make a mess at all. It's going to be great. It sounded like so much fun that the youth are actually crashing this event. They're going to go too. So, um, also, yesterday was the United Way Day of Action. So, I see many of the faces here that were a part of that. So, thank you to anyone that helped with the United Way Day of Action. They had over 560 volunteers working in the Gadsden area. That is awesome. Awesome. Our youth group was a part of that, and we worked at the Humane Society, and we had a, a great time. Sadly, no one went home with any pets. Uh, I did get some on the church bus, and we dropped them off at JT's house, though, so that'll be, that'll be okay. Um, our mission team is having a missionary focus each week, and the missionary this week is Edwin Ramirez out of Guatemala. You can read more about what he does in the church bulletin. Uh, you can find that on the church website and on the church app in the news uh, to keep up with the missionaries that we are helping and praying for uh, throughout the year. Um, also, want to let you know, this is Man of God Sunday. So did you see these? These are pretty awesome, aren't they? So um, you do not have to be a father to, to get one of these. Any, anybody, any guy in the church can get one of these awesome bags on your way out. They're at all our entrances. And I want you to have one. They're pretty great. So happy Father's Day to all of you. Um, and I know Father's Day can be difficult for some folks and celebration for others. Uh, so later we're going to pray for everybody, right? We're going to pray for all of us. But for many of us, it's a happy, happy day. So happy Father's Day. Uh, and lastly, I want to let you know about these. These are Connect Cards. We have these at our entrances as well. Um, so if you have a prayer concern or you just want to give us some information or uh, you can check a box for a ministry you want to get involved in, ways that we can connect with you. Um, and let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful that we are able to worship together this Father's Day. Um, we lift up those, God, who are hurting today because it's Father's Day and we celebrate with those who are celebrating. Um, God, but I pray at this time you will calm our hearts and our minds, help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.
I invite you to take your hymnals as we stand together and sing hymn number 710. All right, I'm sorry. of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
may be seated. So in just a minute, the kids are going to get ready to go to Children's Church. I hear they have the best time in there. And Molly, are you singing with the children today? Awesome. That sounds like so much fun. Um, in this part of our service, we prepare our hearts for a time of tithe and offering and for prayer. Uh, wanted to let everyone know that you can give a tithe and offering at the front of the, the church and the back of the sanctuary as well. There's an offering plate. And for those who are watching online, you can give online as well. Um, there's many awesome ministries going on in the church that we get to be a part of that when we give, not only uh, financial gifts, but also when we give of our time and our service. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, right now we pray for the tithes and offerings that are given. We pray that you will use them for your honor and for your glory, for your kingdom. God, we pray that many awesome things will be done here in the Gadsden community through that. We also lift up those gifts of time and service that people give here. God, pray that you will use all of the time and, and the talents that people give, that you will do amazing things through that as well. Right now, we lift up Edwin Ramirez in Guatemala, who's doing ministry, our missionary that we're focusing on this week. God, I pray that you will bless that ministry. I pray that you will bless the people that he works with in Guatemala. And God, we lift up all the fathers here today. Um, I pray that you will continue to use them to be an inspiration to others, that the men of God in this church, that you will use them to be leaders in our community, that they will be examples um, to other people, that they will uh, share your love and your light with others. And God, we lift up all those people who are having a rough day today, because Father's Day might be a hard day for them. We pray that your peace, that your comfort will be upon them. We lift up all of the homebound in the church. God, I pray for, for them and their caretakers that your hand will be upon those situations. And God, when we don't even know what to pray, we, we pray the prayers that you remind us of. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
absolutely awesome. They're, they, we have the best, the best choir. So um, I wanted to let you know that a week ago, I was out at junior high camp for Camp Sumatanga. Um, and I'm about to show a video in a second, and there's a reason for that. Tony Jones came to our church, I want to say four or five months ago, and preached a sermon here. And then he asked for money for Camp Sumatanga. And do you know what our church did? People gave money to Camp Sumatanga. It was amazing. And then a couple weeks later, a bunch of you went out to Camp Sumatanga and did a cleanup day and made Camp Sumatanga look beautiful. Because of our church giving and then doing the work day, you made it possible for 78 junior high kids to go to camp last week. And it was amazing. So uh, I was asked to be one of the ministers out there for the week. I got to preach every night to 78 junior high kids, and I got to stay out there for the week. And thank you for making that possible for kids to have an awesome, awesome camp experience. Do you have an elementary kid? There's still some more camps going on this summer, and it's amazing. So again, we're not asking for money this Sunday. We're just saying thank you for what you've done to make that possible. So here I wanted to show you a video of what happened at junior high camp at Camp Sumatanga that you made possible.
to Gadsden First Methodist for making it possible for kids to go to camp. That last shot of that kid uh, in the sky doing that on the rope, I would never do that. That's crazy. That's crazy. My wife actually um, threw out two pairs of shoes that I took to camp because they were, they were ruined. But it was, a, it was a great time. And you may have noticed, too, the Bible costumes in that were from our live nativity. Those were our, our church's Bible costumes. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, I pray that through the passage we're about to read and through the sermon, God, that you will speak through it. I pray that we will grow closer to you and closer to each other. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I have a question for you this morning. Have you been through any storms lately? Um, Oh, I hear some laughing. I guess some people have been through some storms lately. So I know that just this past Wednesday, I'm getting ready for youth, and uh, all the power went out in the whole church. And it was sunny out, and I thought, well, that's strange. But then I go outside, and there's police everywhere, and there's a tree down across by Cornerstone Church. A tree fell. I guess it was a sunstorm. I don't know. So the, the tree had fallen. The weather was fine, but power was out. It was crazy. The road was blocked. So, and, th- and then I remember, not too long ago, we had the tornado buckets up here at the altar. Does everybody remember that? We were raising those for the tornado uh, victims through um, uh, UMCOR, United Methodist Committee on Relief, and we were helping in Ohatchee. So there's been some storms uh, in our area lately, so, but maybe it wasn't a physical storm, right? Maybe it wasn't a storm like that. Maybe it was a storm of life that you've had. Has anybody had a storm of life lately? Maybe it was money problems or problems with a coworker. Could have been health issues. Um, maybe the storm of life is that the person you're sitting by today drives you crazy. I don't know. We've had some, we've had some storms of life, right? And I I think if we really think about it, everybody here could say, we've all been through a storm this past year, right? Everybody's been through a storm this past year. So think about it again. What storms have you been through lately? We've all had several storms of life. So we're going to be talking about a storm in Scripture today. Uh, And this is not the focal point, but it's a point in this Scripture that I need to raise before we talk about some other stuff. Jesus would take breaks, right? Uh, In this story, Jesus is always surrounded by crowds of people, uh, healing people, feeding people. And what does Jesus do after that? He'll always go find a quiet place to pray or maybe go quietly with his disciples, have a meal, and then then pray and be alone, get some some downtime, right? If Jesus needs downtime, I guarantee that we all need downtime too. Uh, I'm one of those people, I like to go nonstop, but I'm reminded that Jesus would take breaks. Jesus doesn't just take a break in the scripture. He's going to take a nap, right? So today when you go home, especially dads, if you hear this, uh, and you go home and you want to take a nap, and somebody in your house says, 
don't be lazy, don't take a nap. Just say, Jesus did in the scripture we read today. Jesus did the holy, the holy um, act of taking a nap. So uh, it's a holy act. Um, so here in this story, Jesus is going to get away from the crowds with the disciples. They're going to get on a boat across the lake, and then a storm's going to come. So here it is. This is Mark, three, Mark 4, 35 through 41. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat. Just as he was, other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased and there was a dead calm. He said to them, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and sea obey him? So I don't know if you notice what Jesus was doing during that storm. It is storming. The boat's getting swamped, it says, and Jesus is taking a nap, right? I know two people who can sleep through a storm, all right? And maybe there's some people like this that are like me. Uh, the tornado siren that goes off in Gadsden, does it sound like it's in your house? I don't know, I don't know who puts the speakers out, but I think the city of Gadsden probably put one in the tree right above my house or something. That, that alarm that goes off, it says, seek shelter now. Everybody knows the one I'm talking about. That man sounds like he's in my house at two in the morning if that goes off. And I start to panic, and my wife and my daughter Afton, they will be sound asleep. And I think there's somebody in the house that's that loud. I'll run, turn on James Spann in the living room, I'll, I'll line up shoes, I get everything ready, you know, I might even have a helmet on. I'm ready, I'm ready for that storm. And they're sound asleep. And I say, how can you be sleeping? Do you not care that we're going to perish? But that's what the disciples say to Jesus. They, they are shocked that Jesus... I can understand the disciples' frustration that somebody's sleeping through a storm. And, and I don't know if you noticed the question that the disciples asked Jesus um, in verse 38. They could have said, Jesus, why is this happening? Why is this storm happening? That would have been a good question. Or, Jesus, you know everything. Why didn't you tell us it was going to storm? Or, Jesus, why, why if it was going to storm, why didn't we just stay on the other side of the lake and just like relax somewhere and not get caught in this mess? And then, really, the question that I would have asked is, how can you be sleeping? James Spann is telling us to seek shelter. Jesus, how are you sleeping? But that's not what happened. The question they asked, this is what the disciples asked Jesus. Do you not care for us? Right? I asked this question at our Mosaic service on Tuesday. I said, how did Jesus feel about that question? They're, they're questioning if Jesus loves, if Jesus cares for them. And somebody responded at Mosaic and said, Jesus grew to expect this from this group, his friend, his, the goofball friends he had. He, he expected this kind of response. So he wasn't necessarily angry with them, you know? Um, and we ask that same question all the time too. And Jesus still loves us just like Jesus still loved the disciples when they doubted if he cared for them, right? Because we've asked that same question. It might not be the exact same way, but they said, teacher, do you not care if we perish? But I bet we've asked something similar. Maybe it was, um, don't you care, Jesus, that my family member is sick? 
Jesus, don't you care that I lost my job? Jesus, don't you care that I failed my class? Has anybody said those type of questions? So Jesus is used to these questions, and Jesus was there with his disciples, continues to love them even when they ask a question like that. Um, And Jesus was there with the disciples in the boat during the storm. Jesus is with us in every storm that we go through, every storm we go through. Doesn't always feel that way, but Jesus never leaves us and is with us in the storm. Uh, I imagine even a couple weeks after that event, you know, the disciples and Jesus maybe are sitting on a beach joking about that incident, you know? They're probably picking on maybe Matthew or one of the disciples more. Like, you, you were the one that was the scared the most. You were the one who was really, really terrified. And Jesus, I don't know how you were sleeping during that, you know? But Jesus was there and loved them all through the storm. I would say in life, we have different types of storms. Would you agree with that? Some life problems are just kind of minor. We'll say maybe a rainstorm. If I get a rainstorm in life, I'm still going to whine and complain because that's my personality. I don't know if anybody else is like that. I'll make it a bigger deal than it is. Then we have thunderstorms in life. They're a little scary, but we know with Jesus and our, our church friends, we can get through it, right? Then we have tornadoes and hurricanes in life. Those earth-shattering moments where we say, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. We cling to Jesus, and we have to be reminded that Jesus is with us in the storm, right? We cling to our Sunday school class or our small group or church friends, our family, to get through it. Um, but when I, when I think about those rainstorms in life, I'm reminded, we, we just watched a video of Camp Sumatanga. I don't know if you noticed, there was a, a clip of kids running around jumping in the mud, right? So uh, it, was, it was the first day at Camp Sumatanga. It, it had rained during the morning session, their morning free time, and we thought, oh, no. We did all the inside activities we could think of, and we have a, all this cool stuff to do that's outside, and we have 78 kids. What are we going to do? So us grown-ups were sitting and talking. We said, well, it's not thunder and lightning, so maybe uh, if all of us grown-ups get out in the rain and the mud and just play kickball and, and just make a mess, maybe the kids will love it, Right? Make the best of this rainstorm. So we got our tug-of-war rope, and we found the muddiest spot we could in the field. And then we, we got the kickball out, and we had fun in that rain for a couple hours. That's also why my shoes got thrown out. But we had so much fun. We had so much fun. And, and it's a life lesson for all of us. When we have rainstorms in life, those difficulties um, that we can just sometimes make the best of. Go out and enjoy it. Still try to have fun and make the best of those moments. And that's exactly what we did. And it's a memory we're all going to have. And, and then there's those thunderstorms in life. They're, they're scarier. They're scarier. And maybe we can't just run out and enjoy it. But, but maybe, maybe we can, we can grow with our relationship with God and grow in our relationship with others and, 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 and stick together and pull through it, right? Somebody at the Mosaic Group also said, sometimes there's storms in life where um, it's a personal struggle, and sometimes you, you might not go to friends. It might just be a you and God and, and, and just cling to Jesus in a storm, right? And then we have tornadoes and hurricanes in life, those moments that are so awful, and we cling to Jesus. We're reminded that Jesus is in the boat with us. We cling for survival. I know you know people that have been through these crazy situations and you say, I don't know how they got through it. I don't know how they got through it. But then you remember they had Jesus with them. That's the only way they would make it through that situation. The Apostle Paul talks a little bit about storms in 2 Corinthians uh, 6, 1 through 13. Um, 
he, he starts off by talking about salvation, and I like that. Um, and, and then he's going to list a whole bunch of terrible things. So let's listen to this, okay? Um, this is what Paul says. He says, see now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. We are putting no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we are commended ourselves in every way through great endurance and affliction. This list gets terrible. Hardship, calamities, beatings, imprisonment, riots, labors, sleepless nights. I had those at camp. Truthful uh, hunger by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, holiness of spirit, genuine love, truthful speech, and the power of God with the weapons of righteous, righteousness for the right and for the left, and honor and dishonor, and ill repute and good repute, we are treated as impostors, and yet are true, as unknown, yet are well known, as, as dying, and see we are alive, as punished, and yet not killed, as sorrowful, yet rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, and yet possessing everything. So when Paul is saying this scripture, I love that he starts off by using the word salvation and talking about salvation. Because I was taught some bad theology when I was younger. Maybe when I was 12 or 13, I would go to these youth camps and youth events, and they might have a, a speaker go up and give his testimony, right? And it would oftentimes go like this. Bob accepted Jesus, and then everything magically became perfect for the rest of Bob's life. Has anybody heard a story like that? Paul reminds us, whether we have salvation, no matter how good we are, Bad things can still happen. Life still happens, right? But Jesus is with us in the boat. Our Christian brothers and sisters are with us through the struggles. Life happens to everybody, even really good people, even people that come to church every Sunday and sing in the choir and they serve at ladle of love. Storms can still come to their life too, right? So we can't escape storms. They still come, but we're reminded that Jesus is with us in the storm. Uh, our Christian brothers and sisters are with us in the storm. Now, I'm the type of person, I don't like to ask for help often, but I'm reminded that in a storm, it's okay to go to my friends. It's okay to call Benny over there and say, Benny, I need help. I need help. Benny will be there with me in a storm, right? That's what our friends are for. Who has helped you go through some storms in life? Was it your Sunday school class? Was it the choir? Was it uh, the men at the well Bible study? Was it a father that helped you through a storm? Or maybe a father-like figure in the church? Uh, and we have to be brave enough to ask for help from our friends. But I'm just going to give you a couple points uh, to wrap up here. God does not leave us alone in the storm. God is with us. Even when we don't feel like God's with us, God is with us in the storm. Even when we have questions about God's love for us, like those disciples, don't you care? Jesus is with us, loving us in that storm. Jesus has power to speak to the wind and the water in this scripture. Everything. Jesus is all-powerful to help us in the storm. And it's not always the answer we want. It's not always the escape from the storm that we want. But Jesus is with us. Storms will come no matter what. No matter how good we are, no matter how much we prepare, life happens. We have community in the storm right? We have community in the storm. I think this pandemic just showed that throughout in church life and work life, everywhere you've been, it showed that you have community in a difficult time, right? We have community. 
And then lastly, I want to say we need to be present for others who are going through a storm. We need to be the hands and feet of Jesus for other people, especially when they're going through one of those hurricane or tornadoes of life. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray that we will be reminded this morning that you love us unconditionally. When we doubt your love, you're still there with us. God, remind us that no matter what difficulty, no matter what storm it is, that you are right there with us. God, I also pray that we will be the hands and feet of Jesus to people who are hurting our community. Pray that you will open our eyes, that we will see who it is that you want us to help. Um, And I pray that you will give us the words to say and the ways to help people that are going through storms. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As you leave here today, may you get in a good nap like Jesus did, but also remember to be the hands and feet of Jesus for others going through a storm. Go in peace.